What's up? What's up? What's up? What's going on, man? <sighs> Not a whole lot, man. How are you doing? Good, dude. Um, I'm a little tired. Last night, um, my girlfriend's here and I, we went to the Jack Harlow concert in D.C. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was it was a pretty good show. Um, this was the show was at the Anthem, and it's each time Jack's come to DC, we've seen him at like a small smaller venue, predating back to like 2017, I guess. Um, so it's been cool to see over the years he progressively gets like bigger bigger venues and everything. Because the last last place we saw him in the DC area was the Fillmore, and that was 2,500 people. And last night it was sold out with 6,000 people. So that was pretty cool, but yeah, it was a it was a really good show. I got to see um, a few of my buddies showed up. Um, some of them I wasn't expecting to see, so it was really cool to see them. And then, as far as the the concert itself, um, his his collective like private garden they have their own group within that called they're just called the homies. So they opened up for him and they did like a twenty minute set or something, and then the city girls came on and that w- that was pretty interesting just cause I don't, I don't really listen to that kind of music. Um, and I wasn't really going for them. I was just going to see Jack, but, um, they, uh, they were, they were putting on a show and the crowd was really into it, which was, uh, pretty interesting to see. And then, um, Jack came out obviously. And I thought his set was really good. Um, it opened up with like a, a movie, like a cinematic play almost yeah i um must have been on twitter or something but i did see uh like just the opening little video which was pretty cool yeah yeah it was and i had sort of seen it bounced around on twitter as well but for the sake of not i had only seen bits of it i didn't really know what it was going to lead to and stuff so but that was really cool um when the video stopped he I can't remember. I can't remember how the video stopped actually with the first one, but anyways, when the music started, it was like this big white curtain, and he was behind it, and it had the spotlight was on him, but it was just a shadow. Um, and he was doing "Talk of the Town," the opener on his on his uh, last album. So I know you like that song. Yeah, I was. Uh, I feel like there was really no other way to open that show because that song is just such a really fucking cool opener for an album. Yeah, I'm glad it was a good show though, and that was your first time at the Anthem, right? So you enjoyed the venue, bro. That yeah, it was it was a really cool venue, and the getting in was super easy. We were walking, parking was a little tricky at first, but then we were walking beside the waterfront, and um, these people were saying if you're going to the show, come over here. But that was for general admissions, so I asked one of the guys, I'm like, if we're not general, if we have seats, and he sort of pointed us in the right direction, and it was so easy. I couldn't believe how open it was when I walked in there because. Like I said, the last last time I went to a show in the area was at the Anthem, and that was the concept of of the venue is the same with the balconies up top, and then like general admission in the main the main floor area. But it was I couldn't believe how open it was, and they had a bar in like each section, and they had plenty of bathrooms and everything. It was, it's it's a really nice place. I'd definitely go back. Yeah, it's um when you go in and there's not filled up yet. It looks so huge, but I didn't realize 6,000. That's big, but I, th- I actually thought it would be a little bit more than that capacity. Yeah, I thought, for some reason, I, I had 7,500 in my head. I thought that so many people were going to be in there, but I mean, it was still, I mean, the whole place was filled up pretty good, and I don't know, really, really, really cool show. Um, he had a live band as well. They came out for like this, I don't want to say second set of his, but he did like, maybe five or six songs. And then the screen they had behind him, he sort of raised that up. And then behind that was his like childhood home, I guess. And it had, um, they had like the garage door open and the band was in the garage playing music. It, it was, it was really sweet. And they were jamming. He had, um, he had a guy on a bass or on the bass on the keys and then a drummer. And it was really nice. And it reminded me a lot of his, um, his tiny desk show that he did with a live band. Cause I, I thought that was a, I think that's an underrated video. I don't think enough people have seen that. Cause I don't know. He makes, I just love when live or like an orchestra, almost like the live band is intermingled with hip hop and rap music. I think that's really neat. Yeah. That's really cool that he brought a band out with him. 
I definitely wouldn't have expected that. Um, what was the best song of the night? Or what was your favorite song of the night? Uh, um, favorite song? I don't know. I Because I've been like uh, a fan of his for a while, I like his older stuff a little more. Um, I think it's just like the, it's almost sort of nostalgic compared to like how big he's gotten and everything. So he only did like a, a medley of his, his older songs, I'd say, where he only played like, he only did a verse or like half a verse for some of them and then picked up the next one really quick. But, um, I thought his opening to Tyler Hero was pretty cool. And I wouldn't even say that's one of my favorite songs from his, but I really like how that song sounded last night. And then... I would say Route 66 was pretty cool too. But yeah. Yeah, I wish I could have made it out to that, but I was the general admission line long? On the outside? Yeah. No. Really? But we got there at like, the doors opened at 6.15, I think. And I think the... The show was supposed to start at 7.45, and we got there a little after 7. And I mean, the, the general emission outside, like the line outside, didn't look that busy. Um, but, I mean, for being when we got there 45 minutes early, it was there was a decent amount of people there. Um, yeah, I guess that's the main thing I was worried about was just a super long general emission line. But I guess the fact that it was during the week probably deterred a lot of people. Yeah, that's what – and the guy who had pointed us in the right direction for the um, – for the entrance to the venue, I had asked him, I was like, is this, cause it was pretty, it was pretty packed with all the restaurants and everything. Like it looked like it was a Friday night or something for how many people were down there. All the restaurants looked full and the amount of people that were like hanging outside the venue and stuff. But, um, yeah, I think there were, um, even though it was sold out and I'm sure there were people who had tickets who just didn't end up going or bought tickets to sell tickets or, or whatever. But I think general admission in that venue, you can kind of go wherever, because I think there were people, because we were sitting up top, we had actual seats, but I think there were people who had general admission tickets who, it was almost like standing, like quote unquote standing room only behind our seats. And I think those people might've had just general admission tickets. But yeah, I mean, I was happy to see, I was happy to not be like in the pit because every time we go to his shows, we've always been in the pit. So this was like, I guess technically our second show of being in a seat and being able to like sit comfortably and enjoy the show and everything. But, but yeah, 10 out of 10 experience. Awesome. That's good. I just bought, um, Arctic monkey tickets, but they're not coming around till next September, but I jumped on early cause I got some kind of certified pre-sale or something. So I just jumped on it right away, but I'm already looking forward to that. Um, they're going to be up in Columbia, Columbia, Maryland, correct? Yeah, at the uh, Merriweather. Ah, I've never been to a show there. I saw the Almond Brothers there a long time ago with my dad. And it's a pretty cool place. I mean, it's just a big amphitheater. You know, once you've seen one, you've kind of seen them all. Yeah. But should be good. Yeah, that's they have an album coming out soon, right? Yeah, October 21st. I know they dropped a couple singles already, but... I'm avoiding them until I can listen to the whole thing altogether. I remember you. I remember you saying that because I, um, I that you said they've dropped a couple singles. Mm-hmm. I had one pop up on my Spotify. Maybe I don't know when their last one dropped. Maybe last week or something like that. I had one pop up, and I I remember hearing you say that you were gonna wait until the album came out. So I was like I'm gonna wait too. Yeah, and one of the singles is the first track on the album, and I just I don't know. Like I think about their last album. And how much I just love the opening track as a part of the whole thing. And hearing that before, I don't think I would have really got it as much as I did when I heard the whole thing together. So, Blessed, um, I don't know. And I guess this is, and I guess it depends what kind of artist it is that is putting out an album and they're putting out singles to promote the album. But I like to think the intro to an album really, I think, sets the stage you know, for, for what the album's going to be. Like I think about, um, ultralight beam on life of Pablo, like that's such a crazy opener. And if that would have came out as a single or something, it, it wouldn't have hit, hit the same listening to it in the album for the first time, you know? Right. Yeah. Cause you would already knew what was coming. So it's been hard though. 
it's definitely been hard because it keeps popping up because obviously my Spotify knows I'm a pretty big fan, so it just keeps trying to tell me to listen to it. But So it's coming out in a couple weeks? Yeah, 21st. Oh, yeah. That's, wait. Yeah, that's next Friday, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I think so. That's exciting, man. Speaking of Fridays, welcome to the Good Fridays podcast. My name is Josh. I'm CJ. And... We're glad to have everyone along for the ride. We appreciate everybody who tunes into us weekly. And we will be dropping weekly episodes on Fridays to get your weekend going. Yeah, we we appreciate you spending your Fridays with us because I think everybody knows Friday is the best day of the week. Correct. So... You saw the Jack show, um, but like that was during the week. So, did you do anything good over the weekend? Uh, let's see. This weekend, what do we do? Um, we're we're having a little housewarming event this coming weekend. So last weekend, we spent a lot of time getting the house ready for that and everything. Um, that that was most of our weekend, to be honest. Just because it is a housewarming, so the place we're in now, it's it's we bought a house a few months ago and we're just now sort of being able to make it our own i guess just with just with how busy we've been and everything so we're finally getting around to cleaning everything up and making it look real nice a party i feel like is always a good way to kind of get all of those chores done that you are just completely pushing off and like making the house look nice i feel like it's a good incentive to kind of actually do it yeah, and it it gives you a deadline because, like you said, if if you keep pushing things back and you don't really have something that's holding you accountable for making sure you get it done, besides yourself, if you're if you're that uh, that determined, you know what I mean. Um, but definitely having having a deadline that we know, all right, we have to have this and this and this done by this day. We got to make sure we have you know all all that sorts of stuff figured out, but. Um, yeah, and then on on Sunday I played basketball again. Um, that, that was a really fun time. I did roll my ankle, um, which I wasn't happy about, but today it's feeling a little better, and I'm planning on not resting next Sunday, and I will be out there to play again. Just because, like I said um, last week, that's that's one thing I look forward to every week is just getting out and hooping for a couple hours. Absolute warrior. I appreciate that. I'm a soldier, man. I think if I rolled my ankle playing basketball, I'd probably hang up the shoes for at least two months. Yeah, I'm thinking um, I'm just going to take it real easy next on this next Sunday because um, I don't want to re-aggravate it. Because I know if I, if I took a, two weeks off, I know I'd, I'd feel a lot better. But, man, I, I can't. I, I got to get in the lab, you know what I'm saying? This past weekend, I had the opportunity to just do absolutely nothing which I don't get very much not as much as I used to and god it felt so good Uh, the weather was super nice all weekend and Saturday I think I sat and just drank some beers and listened to music from like probably like 10 30 in the morning till it got dark so it was just it was just like a perfect day for sure it was really nice on Saturday. I forgot. I did end up, um, I went golfing Saturday morning uh, at, at my local nine, and that was really nice. I It's been a while since I'd gone out there, but, but like you said, it was gorgeous, man. And Sierra, she was, um, she and her friends, they were having like a, a little yard sale, so gave me an excuse to get out on the golf course. And Yeah, my, my girlfriend went on a trip with a couple of her friends, um, up to the mountains, which I'm sure was just as beautiful and nice to be up there. But yeah, I just had some time to myself, so got some beers, just chilled out on the porch. But I just feel like I used to really take it for granted how many weekends I had free. And now just with things being booked up all the time, like I don't have free weekends like that very often. So it was nice to really take full advantage and just completely relax and turn off my brain for a while yeah that is really nice and i we're sort of going through the same thing with um 
it just seems like every weekend you're doing something. We're either going down to Blacksburg for a football game or we've got a family event we got to go to or a wedding or different things like that. And I mean, recently, just trying to get the house cleaned up for this event we're having this coming weekend. It's going to be a few more weekends before we can just really relax. I, th- I think once uh, maybe November, December hits, we'll, we'll be able to wind it down a little bit, you know? Yeah, I feel like the holidays are always kind of a wild time. but And yeah, with football season, getting down to try to get to some games. And yeah, it just seems like you go from not having any plans to all of a sudden you're just booked out, which I never thought that would be my life, but I guess it's happening right now. So, Right, exactly. Um, yeah, one. I mean, would you say it's like... Does it bring stress upon you to not be able to have a little bit of time to yourself on the weekends or anything like that, especially if you're working like all week? Because I know in at least when I was at school, I would almost look forward to the weekend some because usually I wouldn't have homework to do and I could either go hang out with friends or I could just kick it at the house for a while. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I am definitely someone who loves to be alone and loves to just kind of have time to just stop and just relax in whatever environment. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's always fun stuff I have planned. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm doing work on the weekends. I'm always having a good time and seeing people maybe I don't see as often. So it's always, you know, it's all good stuff and it's all very important, but man, something about that, just like waking up on a Saturday and having absolutely nothing to do and like, you don't even have to leave the house, you know, like pre-shopping to get your stuff ready and stuff like that is just a perfect day to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can definitely relate to that. It's, I, I love doing stuff. Um, but I mean, like I was saying, it's, there's nothing like getting a day or two to just sort of chill, you know, and let your mind reset and everything like that. Yeah. Just stopping to smell the roses, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would say um, even during the week, like whenever I feel like I'm getting stressed out or something, maybe not whenever I'm getting stressed out, but I just find myself looking up at the sky. You know what I mean? And I work outside, so I'm I'm constantly outdoors. Um, but if I'm ever in a moment where I'm like, I've got a lot on my mind or I'm in a little stressful situation or something like that, I'll just sort of look up at the sky and I don't know, it, it kind of it brings things it updates my perspective, especially if I'm in like a, I don't know if it's a cloudy mind state, but I've just got a lot of stuff on my mind. You know what I mean? I can just look up and see how massive the sky is and kind of puts things in perspective in the sense that it makes me feel like everything that I have on my mind in the grand scheme of things is on a small scale, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely do the same thing. Um, while I don't work outside, but I do generally work from home. Um, but yeah, I can definitely find myself like starting to get really stressed out and freaking out about all kind of things. And then I can just like take a step outside, just even if I just like go out and get the mail or something, you know, and just take a second and, and look up. I definitely see what you're saying. Um, I mean, that's pretty much all I did this weekend was just stare at clouds, you know? So, um, and that's something I used to do when I was a kid a lot. And I feel like I kind of just not got away from it because I would still spend a lot of time outside and that, but like specifically like, you know, taking moments to like look up and kind of think about everything in that way is something I'm feel like I got away from for a long time, but definitely do a lot more now than I used to. Yeah, I think um, I think people in general nowadays, and I could be wrong, but I feel like most people aren't. Um, everybody's looking down. They're either looking down at where they're walking, they're or they're stuck looking at their phone, or I don't know. They're if they're sitting down, they're looking at their. Ph- it's like no matter what you're doing, people are doing nowadays. I feel like it's centered around their phone. You know, um, these kids and their damn phones, bro. It's crazy, <laughs> man, and. And and I'm not perfect either because I'll find... That's another reason. Like, I'll just put my phone down, take a second. Look around, man. Look at life, bro. 
So if you're out in public, like you're going grocery shopping or something, or you're at like the farmer's market or or whatever, and you see um, like your former classmate from high school or middle school or whatever, are you, are you saying what's up? And I guess it could be like a, your high school teacher or something like that too. Are you going to say hi to them and talk to them or are you going to like avoid them? Nine times out of ten, I'm going to avoid them. Um really depends like there was definitely some teachers i had that were uh, a big enough influence that i would definitely go back and say i'd actually look forward to seeing them but uh actually i've been um helping out around the house at my parents place for the past couple of weeks so yeah. i just came back to like where i went to high school at and stuff and it's definitely been happening a lot more because like now i don't live here anymore so I, it doesn't happen to me as much but yeah most of the time like if I go into a store with my girlfriend who uh, went to the same high school as me we'll uh, have a competition to see who sees the least amount of people they know and the more people you see like that's worse for your score because overall I, I can't stand it to be honest with you what about you so wait you're really you're like whenever you go out are you seeing people you know Past couple weeks, yeah, since I've been back here. Like every time? Not every time, but it's probably happened like on at least 50% of the trips I've been out since I've been here. Is it happening more times than it's not happening? Probably right around the same amount. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I would say, I mean... Sort of like you said, I think it would all depend on who it was, but I feel like for the most part, I'd be willing to say what's up, ask them how they've been or something like that, um, unless they catch me like in a bad mood or something, or or I'm trying to get if I'm like busy trying to get stuff done or I'm on my way somewhere, might not say anything to them and try to avoid that conversation just because I'm in a hurry. But I would say. For the most part, if I'm like, if I see somebody I know in the grocery store and they're in like one aisle, I might go down that aisle and say what's up versus avoiding it and trying to find my way back in. And I think for teachers, I, for most part, I would say hi to, well, there's there's probably a handful of teachers I would say hi to. Um, definitely, I would say, I could see myself talking to one of my former classmates versus or I could see myself talking to one of my former classmates more than maybe one of my former teachers, depending on who it was. I just feel like the majority of people that I got along with in high school, I'm still pretty close friends with. Um, There's like very few, there's a couple obviously that you kind of just fall off, but um, you know, I just the, amount of people from there that really were friendly enough to say hi in a grocery store. Like I still talk to them pretty frequently. So yeah, I, I try to avoid people most of the time. Cause a lot of times I just don't want that small talk. Like, you know, how you been kind of co- like conversation that isn't ever going to lead to anything. So, but if someone like, if I see someone and we like make eye contact, I'll say what's up, you know? But I try to just kind of cut it off as soon as I can because I really don't want a conversation. So you're not you're not interested to see like how people are doing or anything like that. <laughs> not really, no. As far as people I went to high school with, no offense if somebody finds this that I went to high <laughs> school with. I'm sure you're great, but yeah, you're listening to this podcast. You're a great person. Yeah, and if you come up to me and say, "Hey, I heard the Good Fridays pod." I'll, we can talk. I'll say what's up. Yeah, I'll give you a dollar if you come up to me and say that. I'll match it. Probably probably only on Venmo, though. I, I don't think I could do cash. But, I don't know. For me, I'm, I don't know, like, in high school, well, I'd say in college I got better at, like, my conversational skills and stuff like that. And I feel like thinking about that now, there are people who, who, or there are people I wish I had actual conversations with when I was in high school. Not like I think of somebody and be like, man, I wish I talked to them more. But if I saw so-and-so and I never really got a chance to get to know them or something in high school and 
have have zero idea what they're doing right now, I'd probably go up and ask them how they're doing or what kind of things they've been up to and just ask them where they're at in their life, you know. But I also get the aspect of like not not necessarily caring, especially if it's just small talk and it's not going to lead to anything. I I also just and this could be a kind of a false assumption, but I assume because I don't want anyone coming up to me and doing that that nobody else wants me to come up and do that to them. Um, which, like I said, could definitely not be real. I could just be kind of making that up, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not like I was like like bullied and just like fucking hate everybody from my high school. I just like really, if we weren't that close, I'm not going to kind of pretend we're close. We were close now, you know, just cause we knew each other. And at this point we really honestly don't know each other cause it's been so long. That being said, like college friends, Definitely. I feel like I made more like meaningful connections with people in college that I didn't keep up with, if that makes sense. Like I made connections in both high school and college, but the high school ones, I still, it was like a smaller group. So I keep up with them more, but there's plenty of people in college that like, I definitely would want to talk to even if I just ran into them. Yeah. Plus I feel like in high school versus college, you're in a and I guess it depends what kind of high school you go to and what kind of college you go to. But at least for me in high school, I was in a smaller space. And at college, I was at a bigger space. And my whole point in saying that is in high school, I was around those people for longer. Because, you know, I mean, it's a smaller space and I'm with them eight hours a day or whatever. And then at college, I'm really I'm with you if I run into you or if we made plans to hang out. You know what I mean? Because I didn't. I, my degree wasn't in a degree where I had a ton of friends in. You know what I mean? A lot of my friends were engineers or business majors, different things like that. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I feel like um, like a good example would be like there's people like that were really your friends in college. That like if I saw them, I would at least say hi, you know. But I think about like friends of a friend in high school that would mean I would, you know, completely ignore them in that situation. So but I think that has a lot to do with it. Like what you're saying is the majority of time, other than the ones that are in major in the same major as you, you're making plans to hang out with them. So if it's somebody you have a connection with that you hung out a lot of times with, you did that on purpose as opposed to being kind of shoved into it in a high school setting. Yeah, it's I feel like um it would definitely be more intentional in college versus high school. Um, but what if, what if you, what if you saw somebody from one of your classes that you might have only said like two or three things to, or you guys worked in like a a group project for two weeks or something like that, and you saw them out? Would you say anything to them, or would you keep it pushing? Keep it pushing, but I wouldn't be upset if they approached me. You know, like I, gotcha. I, I don't think I would actively try to avoid them. Um, but. Also, I hate that game of like when two people see each other that are kind of on that level and you're both kind of just like figuring out if the other person is going to say something or if they know who you are. But like, yeah, I don't know. I definitely wouldn't be upset, especially like a group project, because I feel like you can kind of go through it with your group project group, especially as we got into like senior year and stuff. I gotcha. So have you ever had anybody and like, I'm thinking that for me personally, if I saw somebody like I made eye contact with somebody or I saw somebody was in like the same area as me who I wasn't really close with. Um, but say they made the move to come talk to me or say what's up or whatever. I feel like those encounters that I've had, I usually left the conversation being like happy that I spoke to that person or happy that that person approached me. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't necessarily think that I felt like a negative way towards them. Um, but maybe I had like a, preconceived notion that made me think that they wouldn't want to talk and then they approached me and then we end up having a good conversation or something like that I feel like that's happened to me a handful of times and I think because of those experiences I've had it makes me more open to wanting to be the first one to make that step you know what I mean yeah yeah for sure um yeah I guess I've had it both ways you know but um most of the time when I 
most of the time when I come into contact with someone like, and they approach me, I've definitely had it like just go bad <laughs> because it's like they come over and they're like, Hey man, how, how is, how is everything? And I'm just like, it's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Things are okay. And this could also just be me not wanting to do it, you know, and just had kind of having a bad attitude about the whole situation. But I guess I've had some positive, but I've definitely had some where I left and I just like felt that like gross. Like, like why did you talk to me? Yeah. <laughs> but you can't, you know, I don't want to be like a dick and yeah. just tell him like fuck off as much as sometimes I want to. I got you. But yeah. Um, like I said, college friends, definitely different. It's like kind of a different line, I guess, but it's the same thing. Like this actually even happened when I like go down for games and stuff. Like I'll run into, run into, I'll see people that I either like had a couple classes with or I just recognize, you know, like there's just those people that you recognize, but I never say anything. Cause it's just like, what, what would you even talk about? You know, it's like half the time, like I'm not even a hundred percent sure of their name. So it's yeah. like, there's really not much to do if you don't know their name. Yeah. Especially if you don't have like any form of rapport. Uh, yeah. That's what I was curious about. If it was like a classmate who you saw like all semester or something, but you guys never really talked or anything like that, but you know that you recognize them and if they see you, they recognize you. But a lot of times I think that kind of just gets like the classic, like, half nod you know half like fake smile and nod you know you're just like a kind of raise your eyebrows you know just like kind of acknowledge them in some way so I've, i don't know but again you don't want to just be like staring at someone and then they don't remember you so it's kind of a weird game you play yeah i got you unless they hit you with the yo we were in freaking biology together uh what was your name again and then you start having like this pointless conversation right right then you say you say your name and they're like oh yeah bro that class was cool and you're like yeah (laughs) see ya (laughs) yeah exactly like hey man just get the fuck out of here i gotcha but shout out all the people that i see that i know and maybe they recognize me but neither of us do anything those are my favorite interactions then you can at least pretend like maybe they re- maybe they remembered. Yeah, I got you. And it, anybody listening, say what's up to me. I'll say what's up back. No doubt. One hundred percent. Even if I fucking hate you, I'll still <laughs> talk to you if you listen. Would you say that you're a fan of when artists will sample other music in theirs? Yes. I feel like some people might feel a little bit differently about that no I, I i think you're right i think um i feel like people who are like uh and i could be completely off on this uh generalization but i feel like people who consider them like music connoisseurs or like music snobs you know what i mean i feel like they would I feel like those are the kind of people that are like you're stealing you're stealing somebody else's art make your own stuff and, and things like that i think that's super played out um but at the same time, I think, I think, I think you can, I think samples can go wrong. You know what I mean? I think there's a, there is, there's a difference between sampling somebody or sampling music to create your own song and then sampling somebody else's song as like, you're pretty much just remixing their song but it sounds the exact same like you know do you understand what i'm saying yeah i think there's like a real art form to sampling and there's a lot more that goes into it than i think a lot of people realize and yeah i know what you're saying there's definitely like songs that exist that pretty much just take an entire instrumental from a different song and just put different lyrics and like maybe a different cadence over it but, I mean, like, a really, like, well-done sample, I think, is part of what sets great producers aside from just, like, SoundCloud people. You know what I mean? Uh, like, a few that come to mind, like, obviously, Kanye has, like, a super extensive, like, um, I've always been a fan of Logic's sampling, um, Trying to think of a couple others that come to mind. Anyone that jumps off the page to you? 
I would say um, sampling is what got me into, got me really interested in Kanye's artistry because he came up as a producer, but he was also rapping. But nobody wanted to hear him rap. They only wanted his beats. And and I just feel I feel like he really changed the space with sampling. And I could be and I could be wrong about this, but at least for me, he was he was one of the first people who I remember like sampling things and I just his the way he would flip them is is just crazy. And like this like I've that old early two thousands, like um the soulful samples, like uh, I, I dig I dig those songs with the with uh, the super soulful samples and everything. That's, I don't know. It's like ear candy to me. I, I just, and it could be even, I could listen to an instrumental that's like that and just be have it on repeat. You know what I mean? And I'm not exactly sure what it is about it, but uh, yeah, Kanye specifically, I just think his, his samples are great. Um, and he's been doing it for such a long time. Um, I actually, and sampling in general, um, I'm a really big fan of the question I asked you about it, like being frowned upon or whatever. Um, I don't know. I think I feel like more than ever, like in today's in music today, more than ever, I think sampling's at like an all time high, at least in my lifetime. But I do feel like it's getting to the point where some artists are literally copy and pasting the same song and maybe just changing the way um, the drum sounds or the 808 sound just a tiny bit but it's still practically the same song um and i don't really like that because they're i don't feel like they're creating anything new with what they're doing yeah i think music production in general is like a really wild thing and a lot of times those guys don't get a lot of the credit you know what i mean like when a song comes out by an artist you know it just by that artist. And now there's definitely a lot of like really famous producers that, you know, are kind of like household names. But I think a lot of the time, you know, it's a lot more of like a team effort. And there's a lot of people that work on each song that you hear that you might just know is like just a Kanye song or just a Drake song or something. I feel like, um, I don't know, like I was saying, I... At least I really like samples, um, but I like samples that I don't know are like, I don't know what they are necessarily. You know what I mean? Like Jack Harlow is his last big hit was sampled by Fergie. It was a Fergie sample and I liked it, but I, the samples I like are things I've never heard before and I'll hear them in a song and it's super catchy and I will, I'll look up the song and there's this website called who sampled and I'll go to, I'll look at the song and then type who sampled with it and it'll show me the original song. And then I'll go listen to that original song. So in those instances where I'm finding new music, I think it's, it's doing, it's doing just, it's paying homage to the original creator of that, of that sound. And that's one thing why I really enjoy samples. I've actually got a playlist on my Spotify where I go through, I'll go through songs that I have and I'll find samples with them and then I structure my playlist. So it's the sample used. And sometimes like if I'm with my friends or something and they haven't heard specific songs, I'll ask them, be like, Hey, does this sound familiar? And then they're like, Oh, this does sound familiar. And then I'll try to see if they can guess which song sampled that. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, you play them the original song and then try to, you know, where do you where have you heard this before? Um, I've always like it's really cool to me that, and this happened probably not a lot, but a handful of times where I'll just be listening to music and I'll kind of stumble upon something organically, and I can just know, like I know I've heard it before, and then like trying to go back and dig up like where it is that I know that from is always a pretty cool thing. Like, I remember I was just, I was just eating dinner with my girlfriend and we just like threw on like a dinner time jazz and I ended up hearing like a Mac Miller sample in there, which was like really, really cool. Um, or a friend of mine, shout out Will, showed me this um, reggae song he had been bumping to and 
as soon as I heard it, I realized that it was the outro to the Kanye song Famous. Oh, yeah. Um, which is, like, really, really cool. But it was just cool to kind of stumble upon it more organically. Um, but, yeah, I do the same thing. I love to just, like, if I hear a really catchy sample, I love to go back and try to find it. Yeah, that song is um, Dust to Sound Boy by Super Beagle that, uh, that Kanye used in the famous sample. Okay, yeah. And then the, um, yeah, the outro is just called, um, like, Bam Bam, I think. Yeah. I think bum, that's what, yeah. Bum, ba, dum, bum, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. That song is, I like it. It's, you know, um, some other really cool samples that come to mind. Kendrick, um, Bunny Trees, that's a Beach House song. I did not know that. Yeah, that's Silver Soul by Beach House. Um, Logic, I Am the Greatest is a Grizzly Bear song. Do you ever listen to Grizzly Bear? I'm not familiar. It's, early 2000s rock band you know, kind of I guess indie rock band um, but yeah that was the same thing like a, a friend of mine showed me this Grizzly Bear song and I immediately was like where have I heard this before and I had to dig it up all the way that it was on a Logic album that is and I also there was a, there was what was the name of that Logic album with the orange cover art it was supposed to be his last album No Pressure no pressure. Yeah, he had a song on there where it was that same instance where you ironically stumble upon, you're just listening to regular music and then you pick up something that you know you've heard before. And uh, there was one of his songs where he, he took a sample from an Outcast song and that sample doesn't come in until like halfway through the song. And when I heard it, I was like, man, that's that sounds so sweet, you know? Yeah, it's those horns, man. Yes. There's some smooth shit going on for sure. Yeah, those are the ones that just like really jump off the page to me. I guess just because that's the some of the times I like found it organically. Um, but yeah, I love just like, I also kind of love just Googling an artist I really like and seeing like when was any of their songs sampled and then kind of checking that out. Like that's how I found the, um, I found out that Kendrick song is a Beach House sample. Uh. So it's almost like, it's almost like, um, and I could be wrong. It's like a reverse search almost instead of like hearing something and, and then, well, what I consider reverse because that's how I discover samples, but I never thought of that before. So you'll, you'll think of an artist, go to their discography or something, and then you're able to see, I'm assuming you probably use the same website I use. Yeah. I just like. And the Beach House one really came after those pictures of them with Kanye came out because I was like kind of curious if any other if they'd ever done anything in the hip hop world before. That's right. So I think I just Googled like was a Beach House song ever sampled by a hip hop artist, and then obviously like someone as big as Kendrick Lamar will pop up right away that yeah. he used one of their songs. So one of his biggest songs too. I feel like yeah, the song's got a lot of plays. Yeah, so I guess that's my sampling fun fact is that that's a one of my favorite Beach House songs. That's sweet. And for any audience member listening in, feel free to to send us um, any samples that you, you enjoy or different songs um, that use a sample that makes you feel a certain way about a song. We, we would love to hear your feedback on, on anything on that route. Yeah. Um, if it hasn't already been super obvious, we both enjoy music pretty thoroughly and we definitely want to expand our library as much as possible. So, yeah always looking for recommendations and we will be having a uh, a good friday's spotify playlist put together we'll probably end up throwing one on apple music too possibly but we're both spotify users and most of my friends are spotify users as well if you're an apple music user it's time to make the change uh yeah i mean i don't know what you're still doing on apple music to be honest with you i just the playlisting on spotify is far superior um that's all I really need, bro. The playlisting. It's e- it's easier to to discover new music and and I could just be because I haven't used Apple Music in like 3 to 4 years. Maybe they've stepped up their playlist game some, but I remember when I was using it back in the day, it it was so hard for me to find new music. Every playlist I would found is just songs that are already saved in my library. Yeah, the Spotify algorithm, it has me, dude. Like 
I, it'll just keep showing me things that I just I really really enjoy. Kind of yeah. want to pivot the conversation a little bit, if that's okay with you. Yeah, uh, Spotify, run us a brand deal, please. Yeah, uh, go ahead, CJ. Well, actually, Spotify just gave us fifty million to be exclusive. Oh, okay. Well, shout out to Spotify. You guys are listening exclusively on Spotify now. <laughs> this is not Apple Music. Um, do you think that we are growing up in like a really good age for music or a really bad age for music? Because I think there's a lot of older people, and I know your parents are pretty big music heads um, in their own right, and mine are too. What do you think about, like, the state of music right now? I would say it's hard for me to speak on music as a whole. Um, I would say, however, that, I don't know, I I think it just depends on on how how you look at it. I think... um, in the sense of people's, the average person's attention span is getting shorter. I think that has um, a negative, um, what's the word? A negative factor on how people are digesting music nowadays. And it sort of puts the artist in a spot where, and and I guess it depends on the artist, but in my mind it puts the artist in a spot to where they're making music for their audience. And if they know that their audience only once a two and a half minute song versus a three minute song or a four minute song or a really long outro or something like that. I feel like it sort of, it might take away from how the artist wants their art to be consumed, but it sort of goes back to the artist himself. Um, but then musicians that are tied to uh, labels and they have to fulfill a certain criteria on their contract or their labels really, the artist isn't in a position where they can freely do what they want with their music. Um, and the label sort of forcing you to work one way. I don't know. I think, um, it's hard for me to say, like I said, music as a whole, if it's in a bad space or not, but I do think audiences like the average person who's listening to music doesn't want to listen to a song longer than three minutes, which is unfortunate. Um, but I would say, um, I'm I like the current state of hip hop right now. Um we're in an interesting time and I talk about hip hop because that's probably my most listened to genre, but we're in an interesting time right now where this year a lot of artists have seen big drops in their first week sales. And I don't think anybody really knows why. Um I know in years past artists used to be able to sell their merch in bundles. So if somebody bought a hoodie, they bought a song. Whereas now the artist is only getting sales based on streaming numbers and, and people who are going out and buying the CDs and things like that. Um, so I do think that's weird for hip hop, but I would say, I think country music is on a, on a resurgence right now. I think, I don't think many people are listening to listening to hits or like pop country anymore, which has sort of ran the airwave on the country music stations for like, since I can remember, um, but you've got artists out now. Um, Zach Bryan, he's one of the uh, biggest, or one of the like rapidly rising country artists right now, and he's his music is you don't really hear it on the radio. I think he has one song that's just recently they're starting to cycle on the radio. But it's all his music is pretty raw. You know, it's his voice. It's it's a guitar, and it's rare in most of his songs where, at least from what I've heard, that there's a whole lot going on other than him singing and the guitar and things like that. So. I don't know. I, I think it just depends what you're listening to and your how you feel about music in general, I guess. Yeah, I guess I was also getting more about the fact, like, about the attention span and stuff. I think it's, we're growing up in, like, a crazy, crazy time because we have so much access to music that never was a thing before. You know what I mean? You kind of had what you heard on the radio or what the guy working at the record shop recommended or whatever, like the coolest looking album cover was, you know? And I think one of the problems with how we're able to access music right now is that say you hear a song that you really like from an artist, however you hear it, if it was like a TikTok audio or you heard on the radio or whatever, the problem now is like you can just download that song and you never have to take another look at that artist if you don't want to. 
Whereas before, if you'd hear a song that you really liked in a movie or on the radio or whatever, you'd have to go buy their record or CD, cassette, whatever. And that would allow you to kind of grow your knowledge of that artist and also hear things on there that maybe surprise you. Because I think a lot of people hear one song and they love the song, so they just save it and then that's kind of it. Um, and that's how you end up with people who show up at concerts to only see one song and stuff. And I'm definitely not going to go off and just bitch about that because I think it's a really good thing for artists to gain fans in new and different ways. Um, but sometimes I just worry that people are just kind of picking and choosing like what they want and they're not even allowing themselves to listen to an album all the way through and hear songs that you probably wouldn't hear otherwise yeah no i'm i'm i would say i'm guilty of that i know um on my i don't do it as much anymore or i don't listen to those playlists as much anymore but my discover weekly on spotify there'd be times where i'm going through that list and i'll listen to like i'm doing what i was just sort of ranting about i'll listen for a minute and if i don't like it I'll get to the next one because I just feel like music that's coming out today, if if you're a minute into the song or a minute and a half in, you're probably halfway through the song. And I just feel like it's rare that music that's getting put out today on a level of like an underground artist or an artist who isn't really popular, it's rare that you're going to see some crazy progression in the last 90 seconds of a song that you wouldn't normally you know, because I, I, I listen, I've got songs where it's a progression from the start to the finish, but if it's just the same loop for a minute to 90 seconds, I'm, I'm, I'm on to the next one, you know, unless there's like some, some really nice songwriting or some, some lyrics that I'm really liking or something, because I feel like I'm doing a disservice by not trying to find the next best artist or the next best song and things like that. I think that's fair to say especially in hip-hop like you said which i'm i know you do listen to a good amount of so i'm sure there's a good amount of it in your discover weekly um yeah there's almost like a different standard that every that things are held to where things kind of have to just like hit you right off the bat um yeah sometimes it is hard um finding new music is hard in the sense like you kind of have to weed through some stuff that you just don't enjoy, you exactly. know? Um, yeah, I get a lot of songs that are, even if they are like five minutes long, four or five minutes, it's just like the same thing over and over again. And I'm kind of waiting for something to pop out. But yeah, I mean, I won't lie. I've done the same thing, you know? Um, I'm about to talk really stupid for a second, but <laughs> I, let it fly. I saw this, it's actually on the Virginia Tech subreddit, I think, that this guy was working on a specific algorithm that he wanted to kind of apply to Spotify, and what it would do is kind of generate a playlist like your Discover Weekly, but it would show you the 15 seconds of each song that are, it would be most tailored to your listening habits. Huh. So it would kind of search through say the song was four minutes long or three minutes long it would search through and find the 15 seconds that it thinks has the best chance of you saving that song and is it going based on based on what spe specifically for you or like because i uh when you said that i mean i immediately think of the hook or the chorus because usually that's the catchiest part of a song well i think the he was trying to develop it as like an algorithm specific to you so oh. it would be like like a Discover Weekly, but everything's just a 15-second clip. So if you could hear it and be like, yes or no, you know, and want to explore farther, which is cool. But again, it's just like the next step of like, first you didn't have to buy the album if you like the artist. And like now you can just listen to 15 seconds of a song and decide or not. But I don't know. Shout out to that guy. I don't know if it ever went anywhere. I just read... He posted this big long thing about it on the Virginia Tech subreddit, and I just thought that was really, really interesting. Shoot, Spotify might have given him a twenty million dollar deal or something. Well, I mean, if it, you know, 
people love to find music that they like without having to look through, you know? So I get it. But yeah. Shout out. Hopefully something came of that. Yeah. But it's like you said, it just sucks because it's, it's feeding more into that short attention span, that instant gratification. And I don't know. Because, I mean, what I mentioned earlier about the f- listening to the first minute to 90 seconds and then skipping. I mean, I feel like back in the day, somebody might have, somebody was probably doing that with a record. If they were in a vinyl store or something, picked a record out, listened to it. I don't know if they're buying it or if they have somewhere you can listen in store just to try it out or something like that. Um, but then th- then they can just put it away and go to the next one. I don't know. Yeah, there was no skipping, you know, like you're listening, you just got to put it on. And I assume like the people who would work there would just grab new shit all the time and listen to it and then have things to recommend to people. But yeah, I don't know, but. I'm happy to consider myself someone that'll still listen to an album front to back. Um, that's not like, that's something I don't ever see going away for me. And it's not like I'm like, I don't think I'm better than other people because of that. But I just feel like some people are kind of denying themselves, like maybe some really, really cool music or just expanding their taste just because they don't really have to. They can kind of just, you know, if they have this little corner of stuff that they like, they don't ever really have to leave. Yeah, plus plus if you if you sitting down and listening to an album, I mean, you could learn a lot about artists based on how they structure their album too. And if you're just gonna shuffle it or listen to like thirty seconds of a song and go to the next one because you don't like whoever's featured on that song or you don't like how it's sounding or whatever, you're dev- you're doing yourself a disservice too because you're I mean. I don't know. If it were me, I would just think about what it is I could possibly be missing by, I don't know, cut cutting a little bit of time out of listening to it, you know? So do you think that you've ever missed anything just from cutting a listen short on a particular song? Definitely. I definitely think I have. And I'm, I couldn't name the song right now, but I just know I've had that feeling before where or maybe I would, maybe I just wasn't paying close enough attention on my first listen to that song, but I've definitely found myself hearing a song once and then hearing it again and having a different experience on the second time. Yeah, I think that's part of what makes a great album or a great song is you can listen to it a couple different times and get maybe get it the second or third time. Um, yeah, I, I have a kind of a bad habit of like when a new album will come out, I'll listen to it all the way through while I'm working or working out or something. And then I kind of just like sit off, like go away from it for a really long time. But I feel like all the, like the great ones I find myself coming back to, and then I'll, I'll get something completely different out of it than I did the first time. Yeah. I, I know. I mean, there's, I know for a fact there's been albums that come out that have come out in like 2016 and like in 2020 I'm listening to it again and I'm picking up on something that I never noticed before just because I'm paying a little a little more paying attention a little closer you know what I mean um because I, I'm the same way if, if a new album comes out I'll listen to start to finish but I may be working while I'm listening to it I'm not giving it my undivided attention and I think that's where I'll slip up and not um maybe not catch some things um, on that first listen versus if I were to revisit it uh, a week or so later or a month or two years later, you know, pick up on something new. Yeah, recently I've done less of listening to an album as soon as it comes out, which is something I used to do. Like I would even wait up till midnight and stuff and more just finding a time where my first listen can be undivided. Um, Even if it you know, it takes me a couple days, you know, like I, I'd rather do that than like try to force it and listen to it as soon as it comes out and then just end up missing something or end up not enjoying it as thoroughly as I could. Yeah. I, um, I think I've also sort of been doing the same thing. I know like at, at college I was, I was usually staying up late on Thursday nights and I, that is when I would be more prone to listening to things as soon as they came out. But I would I would say one of the reasons I don't do it anymore is because I am on I'm on Twitter a decent amount, but it's mostly just for music and trying to find new music or 
seeing what people have to say about certain artists or new songs or projects that have come out. And I try to give myself that buffer so that my mind isn't skewed from seeing other people's reactions going into the album or whatever song it is. So if I know so-and-so is dropping on uh, next next Thursday or something like that, unless I'm super into the artist, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait at least a week. Plus, I kind of like, I don't know, this might be like, some hater uh i don't know this might sound like a hater but it's nice to know that you're not i don't know for me personally not being part of that like first week sales number i don't know i hate the idea of like being a number you know what i mean because at the end of the day you are because you're listening to it right and the artist is still getting that stat but i don't know for some artists specifically i'll wait till after the first week till i give it a listen Yeah, I think it's just, for me, it's just whenever it's right, you know. Um, obviously, if it's an artist I'm not super into, but I like their music, I'll listen to it when it as soon as it comes out. Like, if it comes out on a Friday and I'm working, like, I'll just throw it on and try to keep myself at least a little bit current. Um, I also just love to, anytime I, like, even remotely, especially on new stuff, if I even, like, remotely think something sounds kind of cool or different, I'll just like the song. And then I can kind of come back later with a little bit more attention put to it. But it's always a good thing to just keep up with the current stuff. You know, I don't want to fall behind. I always kind of want to be searching for something new, something different than what I've already heard before. Not saying that, like, taking influence and stuff is bad from things. Um, But, yeah, I just feel like I'm always just trying to either find something completely different or just find something I know reworked in a completely different way. Yeah. Yeah. What you just said about like, um, trying to stay up to date with the new music coming out and stuff. I feel that heavily because when I was in, I guess in high school and stuff. Yeah. High school is when mumble rap mumble, like the SoundCloud era when that was first coming out, it's in so many OGs and old heads and like the, the hip hop world and everything did not like any of that music. They were, not a lot of people were giving it any respect at all, or they weren't batting an eye to it. And you look at that genre today, and a lot of that is what was going on six years ago. You know what I mean? And when it was coming out, people didn't want to hear it, and now that's all people want to hear. That's that's what the youth wants to listen to. So for me personally, I'm trying to make my best effort to stay relatively tapped into new music that's coming out because I don't want to be that person that's like, man, this sounds trash. When in reality, it's going to be, that's what's defining the genre five years later. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was always like someone who I guess was convinced that there was no good music out coming out just because I didn't like what I would hear on the radio. Um, but I feel like once I got to college, I kind of opened up a little bit more to the idea of like searching and a lot of that had to do with uh, close friends, you know, showing me just like amazing bands and stuff and kind of just like putting my foot in the door. But yeah, I, I just never want to lose like, it's also cool to like kind of dig up new artists because you never know if you're going to get the chance to see them at some tiny venue, you know, like that's always been something that's like a goal of mine is to find some artists that I can go see at bars and stuff and it's there's like a coolness factor to when they if they do like blow up that you saw them first but it's more just about like finding something that you really resonate with and seeing it in a really intimate space so it's you know that's part of it too yeah no I definitely agree with you and I mean I could say I could sort of say that I was in that position when Jack Harlow was coming up just because I think I think my first time seeing him was in 2016 and shout out to my cousin Calman um he was rapping at the time in high school and he put together this um this uh little this local music festival type thing and it was free admission at this park and Jack came out to that show and it was all local like DMV artists in the 703 area and everything and um that's the first time I met Jack and he went up and performed a couple songs, but seeing then like how there was maybe 15, 20 people there like around the stage and stuff. And 
now seeing them sell out like these huge and seeing them at these festivals with thousands and thousands of people it's it's crazy to see but you're right though about just finding not necessarily finding somebody for that factor to be like oh i was here first but if it's something that if you truly like what that person's doing you know what i mean that, that definitely says a lot yeah i mean when we saw jack harlow that was a tiny place and you had already seen him a few times before then so um but yeah it's just really about finding some cool stuff that really resonates with you so anything else nah i think we're ready to wrap it up um thank you everybody for tuning in and and checking us out um like we said earlier we're going to be uploading every friday uh weekly episodes coming out and you can follow us on instagram at goodfridays.co and our podcast will be dropping on spotify youtube or any anywhere else um you guys will be listening to podcasts any last minute shout outs shout out my mom shout out my dad Shout out my girlfriend. Shout out everybody who's tuning in. Yeah, shout out the listeners. Um, Yeah, what about you? I think I'm good. All right. We will see you guys next week. Happy Friday. Happy Friday.